Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. This is W-A-Y-T. I am Charles Edward. What are your thoughts? What's going on? What's going down? Hopefully everyone out there had a great day and you have a good night as well. Let's get into it. Today in hip-hop history, November 1st, 1998, Slick Rick released his debut album, The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. When we talk about classic albums, to me, the thing that makes an album classic is impact. It's innovative. It's creative. And it also influences other artists. You can listen to this album and other artists that would have been um, influenced by Slick Rick would include um, Nas and Snoop. You know what I mean? Um, myself as well a a lot of artists were (laughs) countless artists i mean when it comes to storytelling and hip-hop he he basically he was that guy and there's been some people that may have surpassed him to a certain extent but the way he he flipped it like he his style his cadence everything was unique and it was organic and original and like there, there's there's no one else like Slick Rick. Also, um, today in hip hop history, Black Milk and Danny Brown released the album Black and Brown, November 1st, 2011. I can say I have never heard this album. I'm gonna have to check it out. Any other listeners that have heard the, the album by Black Milk and Danny Brown, if you have some favorite songs you want to put me on to. Um, go ahead and, and shoot me an email, Charles Edward Music, and that's M U Z as in zebra, I C at gmail.com, and I'll be sure to check it out. And um, also, November, November 1st, 1994, brand new being released their third album, Everything is Everything. Now, like I, I said this before, what a, a lot of people don't understand about creatives is we like you haven't we haven't heard everything that's ever been released. So 1994, I'm thinking I was probably like eight years old at the time. So um this is one I'm going to have to go back into research and report on it in a future podcast. But again, if there's anyone out there that that's listened to this brand Nubian, everything is everything. Tell me what you love about the album, what your favorite songs are from this album. Because I I'd definitely like to learn more. Um, also, um, I didn't post on the 31st, but I just wanted to say that to go over some of the the hip hop history from the 31st, because I feel it's it's uh, important, very important. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm going to go over some of some of the stuff that was released on the 31st. All right. Which I, I normally don't do, but I feel like 
what I'm seeing, I, I need to go over it since I didn't post the podcast yesterday. All right. Uh, Daniel Dumel, better known as MF Doom, died October 31st, 2020. Rest in peace. And I'll give you a little tidbit about this that's interesting because I had a former co-worker who this this was like his favorite rapper. And I, I at one point was like, ah, really? Because I, I never really listened to his music like that. So I was preparing to go at him and drop a diss record. And as I'm gathering intel, because I really didn't know much about him or whatever, I um, I found out that he passed away. And um, I was, I just, I couldn't bring myself to diss a dead person. And as I was doing research, I found out that he also was a producer as well, and he had a hand in, um, uh, I believe, one or two tracks off of the Supreme Clientele album from Ghostface Killer, which. This is a, a brilliant album. So um, rest in peace to MF Doom. Um, I'm kind of glad that we didn't have a, a battle now, now that I took the time to research him and understand that um, he was so much more than just a recording artist. And um, as a person that writes, produces, composes, arranges, raps and sings, like I... I tip my hat off to the people that do more than just record or get uh, vocal reference tracks. And um, I call them imitation artists. <laughs> they they imitate feeling, but they're they're not authentic. Uh, moving right along, Outcast on October thirty first, twenty. I was about to say twenty twenty. October thirty first, two thousand. Outcast dropped. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Stankonia. You know, I, I can't be the only hip hop fan that feels like we need another Outkast album. I, I can't be the only one. Outkast. And what, what else was on that album? So Fresh and So Clean, Clean. That album had some. And that. I believe bombs over Baghdad. That album was interesting. And, and I feel like if I probably went back and listened to that album now, I probably would appreciate it even more now than I did in the moment when when those records dropped. Because if you think about just those three records, so fresh and so clean, bombs over Baghdad, and um the Miss Jackson record. Like they all sounded completely different, but they were all dope. And, and that's why you gotta love people that that genuinely love their craft and always try to push the culture forward. And Outkast has always been a group that that always put out music to push the entire culture forward. Timeless. Okay. Also, we got a birthday. Pharrell Munch was born October 31st, 1972. One of the best lyricists to ever do it. An incredible MC. Salute Pharrell Munch. Uh, happy belated birthday. And that was my little fake drum roll. Possibly one of the best intros in hip hop history. And I, I'm gonna recite some of it. If some, if you can finish the lyrics, then you know. 
Never read the Quran or Islamic scriptures. The only Psalms I read was on the arms of my. If you if you don't know where those lyrics are from, that's from Jay Z's The Dynasty album, October thirty first, two thousand. Pardon me if I said twenty twenty. I meant to say two thousand. Now the Dynasty. This was an interesting album. I feel like after he did that song. He wrote the song Still Dre for Dr. Dre. He got on a West Coast tip because this this entire album has a West Coast vibe to it. Change the Game has a West Coast vibe to it. A lot of the records have have a West Coast vibe to it. The joint with Snoop. You got to play your part when you're rolling with the ROC. Like all, all of it, it has a West Coast vibe and but a lot of people probably don't want to admit. And I'm from the West Coast. Is Jay-Z kind of low-key made one of the best, one of the best West Coast albums of all time. And he's not from the West Coast. That's crazy. Um, but the Dynasty, it has a heavy West Coast influence sound. And it's it's an incredible record incredible record i'm gonna have to go back and listen to it again and i i want some one of y'all that are listening debate me on the best intro to a hip-hop album of all time and the dynasty intro i I don't i don't know if anyone's topped it little wayne's three-peat is pretty dope Nas's um intro on stillmatic is incredible but Jay-Z's Dynasty intro like that, that might be the GOAT intro. Also on October 31st, um, 1996, another birthday, 1996, 1966, another birthday, Ad Rock of the Beastie Boys. Um, so a happy birthday, Ad Rock. And do we have we have another one? There was a lot of stuff that happened on the 31st. I'm not really a fan of the 31st like that, but um, yeah. Cypress Hill released their third album, Cypress Hill, Three Temples of Boom, October 31st, 1995. Now, for all the Cypress Hills Hill fans out there, um, please put me up on game on this album. I wasn't really like listening to Cypress Hill back then because I was listening to West Side Connection. So <laughs> so uh any Cypress Hill fans put me up on your your favorite songs off of this uh this third album that dropped October 31st, 1995. All right, that concludes today in hip-hop history i did two days for y'all today which i normally don't do but october 31st man there's just so so much incredible that i had to i had to speak on it so much incredible things i had to speak on it okay i'm not reading any articles this one is um improvise the word goat greatest of all time you know how do how do we even how do we even come up with the goat because 
I mean, because if you're East Coast, you could go LL Cool J, Nas, KRS One, Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, Slick Rick, Jay Z, Biggie. If you're West Coast, you could go Pac, Snoop, Cube, Too Short, E40. You know, um, down south, you could go Outcast, Ludacris, Scarface, um, UGK, Midwest. Man, Midwest is a little bit harder, but I know some people they're gonna say Eminem. I'm not one of those people, but I know some people will say Eminem. Um, I I would say Kanye West, Common, Lupe Fiasco. It's crazy how many like dope people came out of uh, Chicago. Um, and a little tidbit: I was conceived in Chicago, but born in California. Um, but but yeah. How do you even choose a GOAT? Like, what is the criteria? To me, you got to have more than one classic album. You you can't just... And I know this era isn't an era of albums, but the people that made classic albums helped define hip-hop culture, period. So you can't necessarily throw out the GOAT title if if you don't have an album under the belt or a, a full project. You know what I mean? Um, and for me, I don't know how others feel, but content is important. So I feel like a lot of people, for that reason, they wouldn't get into the GOAT discussion or the top five or any of those discussions because of content. So where some people would will say Eminem, I'll say no to Eminem because of the content. Not because of the technical ability, but because of the content. And I mean, I, I think, I think in hip hop, maybe not necessarily the people that are in their early twenties, but I feel like everyone that's thirty and up probably would say, would probably say Nas. And I know a lot of a lot of people will say Jay-Z, but even me, I would say Nas because if you listen to Nas's last two albums and then you realize like, dang, like he's still this good. And it sounds effortless. And there's a lot of guys that aged well. I mean, that didn't age well as far as MC is concerned. But. With Nas, it's like he always he always sets out to make something for this generation to hear and future generations to hear. And that's important when you're making music. Because, I mean, I could go down the list of people and some people just unfortunately they didn't live long enough. Pac had enough material, but unfortunately Pac's life was cut short like at the age of 24, 25. So we can only imagine how much better Pac would have got. We only can imagine if Pac would have got to the age 40, 45, 
what type of records he would have been writing because he's he still had records like better days and he had he had stuff that was opposite of the whole like i feel like persona that he took on when he went to death row but um well i don't want to say took on but persona that like got blown out of proportion when he went to death row records um and and who else can I speak on? Um, Biggie only had two albums. Now, with that said, if you are a true student of hip hop, you know that Biggie's Life After Death album is probably the most bidden hip hop album in the history of hip hop. There's so many, so many legendary MCs that have taken from that album. Period. Like, period and I again his life was cut short so I mean Biggie passed I believe at 24 so you figure when when we look at Jay-Z and Nas now and you're like man Jay-Z did his thing on 444 Nas did his thing on uh, King's Disease and King King's Disease 2 and as much as I love Jay-Z and Nas, Pac and Big, their lives were cut short. So you can't really say, but I feel like the music industry would look a little bit different. I feel like it would look different. It would feel different. Um, but the criteria for the GOAT, for me, it has to be content, has to be impact. Um technical ability to a certain extent because there's some MCs that are incredibly nice from a technical standpoint but when we start talking about content it, it falls to the wayside because a lot of a lot of these dudes like their subject matter is limited to just where they grew up with they haven't broaden their horizons so they can't really talk about more than just whatever they they saw in the neighborhood that they grew up in and sometimes I feel like the, the reason why I like Nas a little more than Jay-Z is because even though Nas his voice always makes you feel like you're in Queensbridge when you hear him Nas it's like he, there's a consistent growth in, in the quality and body of the work with Jay-Z, he sometimes reverts back to like the drug dealer per persona. And that's, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it took him a long time to really start speaking on issues. And um, a lot of these guys were talking about certain stuff when they were younger. But I think Jay-Z was on that money path where he was smart enough to know what was what was gonna sell what was gonna move and he just kept going with it and now he's in a space where he pretty much can say whatever and he doesn't i mean he doesn't really care if he moves uh, 10 million units or not like he parent he just does what he wants to do musically now and um I, this is my question for y'all who who is the goat to you to me it's Nas, but if I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna go like up the hip hop 
a tree, the family tree, then you would have to say Rakim and Slick Rick because those two, they're they're kind of inherent in Nas's style. But I feel like Nas, even though he was obviously influenced by those guys, he took it further. I mean, if you've never heard Nas's song Rewind, listen to it. Close your eyes and listen to it. And as he's rapping, you can visualize the scene happening and rewinding as he's saying what he's saying. And um, me as an MC, I can say I still feel like no one's really surpassed that track. Now, there might be like people that have rapped on better beats or whatever, but I mean, creativity wise, I don't feel like anyone has surpassed it yet. The closest one I feel like is Lupe Fiasco with Mural. But yeah, so I'm saluting Nas. To me, he's the GOAT. I'm sure other people will argue that he's not. But here, I'm going to say Illmatic, Stillmatic. What else? Illmatic, Stillmatic, Life is Good. The in the in album, that's four. King's Disease and King's Disease Two, that's six. Pick any MC, their best six albums. I think Nas got it. I'm I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm not saying I'm wrong. So I, I want to hear hear y'all opinion on this. You can email me. Charles Edward Music, that's music with a Z M U Z I C at gmail.com. And, and tell me what your opinion is, because I, I really like to know what um what everybody's goat is. Cause to me, it, it's definitely Nas and um an honorable mention, Black Thought. If you if you haven't got the chance, listen to Black Thought and Method Man. Um search it on YouTube, Black Thought. Black Thought and Method Man. I, I'm just saying that, that was incredible. Incredible. That's all I can say. And I feel like Black Thought, the only reason why he isn't mentioned more is because he, he I'm not saying he necessarily needs hit records. It's just if he had a few hit records to um, really get more attention to what he does as a lyricist then I feel like we, we would be talking about him a lot more and um, I think he's the best MC out of Philly I, I don't know any I, I could be wrong but I, I think he to me he's the best MC out of Philly I'm going to just stop right there because if I keep going, I'm going to just keep talking. But to me, Nas is the GOAT. Black Thought is definitely an honorable mention. Mm. I hope I didn't hurt any Eminem fans' feelings, but uh, I don't know. Y'all can really listen to a record where a guy raps about putting a hamster in his rectum. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know.
Okay, this episode, I, I switched it up a little bit. I normally don't um, talk for um, 10 minutes on, on topics like that. The only um, news topic I'm going to talk about today is um, via LinkedIn News. Back at offices, workers are distracted. Many workers returning to the office are questioning, why am I doing this? As they re-enter an environment they're no longer accustomed to, from chatty colleagues to accidental Zoom cameos, workers are finding their concentration and productivity being challenged. Although workplace interruptions can increase stress, they can also foster feelings of connection. Workers therefore have to find ways to tune out background noise, such as listening to music, while also making the most of in-person collaboration per the Wall Street Journal. Uh, I mean, technology and, and social media and all this stuff, it already makes people disconnected. So for most people that were used to working in a regular work environment where you had to um, somewhat communicate and be social with people now, I mean, they're going to be distracted going back. Like... Like if they were getting paid to sit at home versus be in an office and not have to have water cooler conversation, that I mean, which some people don't even want want to do that. Um, yeah, I, and I think this is another reason why a lot of people are just gonna step out on their own and do their own thing. I think the pandemic is. Um, has collectively made a lot more people antisocial. And that could be a good thing in in some aspects. Protecting your energy is very important. I've worked with people that had really bad energy and um, some people that had great energy, positive energy. And that, uh, that, uh, that can have an effect on how your day goes. Cause you, you don't want to work with someone where it always feels like the day is dragging. Like you're looking at the clock, like, uh, what am I out of here? And, uh, workers being distracted. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think the people that were working at home got used to being able to work. And then when no one's paying attention, do something, check, check an email or do something on the side or whatever and then keep working and then now when you're going back to a regular environment you got used to your new habit of how you were working at home and um probably don't know how to adapt anymore um me personally i um i'm um i'm getting more into the mode of entrepreneurship and it's like every as i put out more podcasts and then i see the numbers increases as, as far as downloads and um monetizing this podcast i, I look at um i'm glad i'm looking i'm looking at i'm uh, me being glad that i changed my mentality on certain things because um there's nothing like getting paid for something that you enjoy doing and I've said that before and I'll always say that um, and it's crazy right now because I have job offers 
and part of me was like oh part of me thinks like you know i should just take that job for a month or two but that see that's how they get you that's how they get you to um to crucify your dreams and i'm not saying um not everybody should uh go for the dreams you should go for your dreams and do it in a reasonable way but um this is another example like the people got used to working a certain way and now they had to conform to uh, an old way which um, some people will probably end up walking walking away from these jobs because of that and it's crazy how many signs I see when I'm out driving um all these companies that are hiring and they're going up as far as um, what they pay people to a certain extent but the prices of everything else are going up so it kind of doesn't it doesn't balance out at all um so the the people that are (laughs) that are that have gone back to work i'd like to hear from you Are, are you distracted right now are you are you supposed to be working, but you're checking your Instagram feed or you're, um, I don't know, watching a TikTok video or some dumb stuff? I feel like people have always done that, though. Like people, I don't care how hard a person works. Everybody has some time in the day where they, they goof off a little bit. So um, uh, to me, this is just the same thing. So I don't even know why they have it as an article on LinkedIn. Like people have been doing that where they, um, soon as the manager or boss leaves the room, they're playing solitaire on their computer or something. Well, anyways, uh, that concludes this episode of WAYT. I only did three segments this time, which is interesting for me, but, um, I felt I needed to focus a little more on hip hop today and um, just give you uh, you guys a little more insight into uh, not only who inspired me, but uh, who I feel like inspires a lot of recording artists out here, period. Uh, today, we're not going to do any new music. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to have uh, a song by a, a female MC out of Philly. Her name is NTG. An incredible MC. I'm not going to give any more details. I'll just let you guys know tomorrow that song you're going to hear is it. dope. Period. Everybody have a, a great night, ladies and gentlemen. This is WAYT. I'm Charles Edwards signing off.